All right. Welcome back to another episode of The Virgin and the Bees. I'm your host, Zarina. My pronouns are she and her. And welcome back to a special guest, Lauren Van. Hi, Lauren. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you will remember that Lauren was on for our very first episode, Being a Late Bloomer, What You Should Know Before Sex. So very happy to have her back on for this episode. And in case you missed it or you need a little refresher, Lauren and I were roommates back in college. So we've had a lot of talks like this and she (laughs) actually was working at this student-run sex education organization, I guess, um, at our university. It was within the sociology department, but they focused on creating sex educational material and resources for literally anyone. There's a website called Sex Info Online. You can check it out. And so Lauren worked there during her time at UCSB. And so She's very knowledgeable about sex things uh, from from that. And yeah, uh, I don't know if there's anything else that you'd like to say about yourself before we get started. Yeah, I'm Lauren. I go by she, they pronouns. I really don't mind. I like talking about sex and sexuality and rights and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, yeah, I identify as bi. Fun time. Uh yeah, and I have a TikTok. Last year was instrumental in um kind of accepting my sexuality and coming out. I already knew and I had been by for a while, but I was too scared to come out. And then I accidentally came out to around fifteen thousand people. It just they just started coming in. Um it and, happens sometimes. Right. You know, <laughs> it happens. Um and uh so yeah, that gave me the guts to come out, but I yeah, I realized that I really enjoy talking about LGBTQ topics and, um, you know, speaking on different labels and different aspects of sexuality and kind of thinking about my own sexuality and my own identity and really just unpacking all of it because it's so fluid and it it's just so interesting to me. So I'm very excited to talk about this. But yeah, we love sex and we're ready. Yes, we love sex and we're ready. But if you're going to have sex, do it safely because we're in a pandemic. So, and even if we're in a pandemic, STIs are a thing. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. And before we, you know, dive right in, just a little disclaimer that we are speaking about our own experiences and kind of things that we've seen. And also, I have a little bit of survey data, but you know, we do not speak on behalf of the whole LGBTQ plus community. It is a very diverse community with very diverse and different experiences. So just a little disclaimer there. But yeah, so this episode, we kind of want to center around the topic of labels and labeling when it comes to your sexual orientation because it can be kind of it seems like something that seems very like 
like one and done almost like oh you know your whole life and then you come out as gay and then end of story which is the case for some people but not for everyone no so (laughs) Uh, so Lauren, why don't we start with just a little bit of your story of what that journey has looked like for you? Oh gosh. Okay. (laughs) Um, where do we start? Uh, Part of the reason I think it's so interesting to think about this stuff is just because I didn't know for so long and I, Mm -hmm. I went my whole life thinking I was just straight. Um, I kind of knew I wasn't like, I always kind of knew I was like, just the way that I like saw other people and like approach that aspect of life and stuff was just fundamentally different in some way. Mm -hmm. I didn't really recognize that as being like a queer thing. I just thought, I don't know. I I just, um, I just assumed I was straight because everyone around me was straight and or so you thought I don't oh my god. Yeah, no, so true. Um, (laughs) But like, especially growing up, like if someone wasn't straight, then they were just like fully gay. And that's all I knew. I was like, oh, you can be lesbian or you can be um, like a gay man or you can be straight. And I didn't even know that gender, like, uh, I'm really glad that I've learned more about like the gender binary and gender expression and all of that. But growing up, I had no idea. I thought I was lesbian, gay, straight. And I knew I liked men. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm straight. Like, that's just how it is. And you know, like it, like I always could relate to movies and stuff. And I uh, didn't really have any like media showing me that um, like being bi was a thing. And so I was always just like, okay, cool. That's, um, that's just like what I am. And that's what all my friends are. And that's just what makes sense. And then, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm not unusual in this. But when I went to college, um, I <laughs> met a lot of people who were kind of like, fluid and they were like oh yeah like girls are hot but like I had sex with a guy last night and I want to have sex with another guy again but girls are hot too and I was like uh why why do I relate to that like fuck (laughs) what does this mean like uh okay um and the wheels kind of started turning in my head and then I remember my roommate lent me her laptop um so (laughs) I could watch Orange is the New Black And I, like, binged, like, the entire thing in, like, a week. Like, it was ridiculous. And for the first time, I saw, like, women just, like, interacting with each other in, like, a, you know, kind of dating type of way. And I was kind of like, oh, shit. Like, this makes a lot of sense to me. Like, this this doesn't even seem unusual. Like I can totally wrap my mind around this, like, but I'm straight. Like I, I like men, um, (laughs) in, in orange is the new black, the, the like main character Piper, she starts out married to a guy and this isn't like a spoiler at all. Cause it literally happened in the first season. It's like instrumental to the show, but she ends up with a girl pretty quickly once she gets into prison. And, um, I watching that was just like, but she was married to a guy and she's dated both. And I was just like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense to me. That really makes a lot of sense to me. Why does that make so much sense to me? Why don't I have an issue like wrapping my mind around that for myself? 
what the fuck? And so that kind of got the wheels turning in my head. And uh, <laughs> I um, cut my hair multiple times following that. It was it was somewhat instrumental. Like I cut it because I wanted to cut it, but I also cut it and I was like, huh, I look kind of hot. Like I look kind of <laughs> like different in um, a way that I hadn't seen myself before. Um, Handling that inner Ruby Rose. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, are you kidding me? Yes. Um, but no, like when I cut my hair, I was like, whoa, like this is cool. Like I feel powerful. Like it's just like a side of myself that that was like unlocked almost. You know, I like chopped all my hair off. I dyed it white. I dyed it purple. All the colors. Like I literally, I dyed my hair pink, purple, and blue, which is the bi flag. <laughs> it's kind of adorable. I didn't even Not know. Not on purpose? No, it wasn't. Okay. No, I didn't even know that there was a bi flag. I didn't know I was bi. Like, oh, hilarious. Um, Yeah, and so it kind of like just like festered in my head. And I was like, you might be Pam. Because I, I didn't really have a good understanding of anything yet. Because this was like when I first started college, like freshman year end of freshman year I was like you might be pan because like you're kind of able to to be into anyone but you're also not into anyone like you know <laughs> that was hard to wrap my mind around too I'm like why am I why do I literally run away from people um that was a whole other thing to unpack but I kind of had that weird little like sexual awakening going on and I was like what the fuck does this mean but then I ended well I just had a bunch of like weird little experiences with guys and then I ended up in a relationship for like two years with a guy and so I didn't really have to or want to question it. I was just like, hey, you know, we're just going to table that and if it ever becomes relevant or if it ever just becomes too much, then I'll talk to him about it. But like it just didn't really cross my mind because I'm a very like monogamous person um and so I just didn't really like even think about it because I was like into him and then we broke up and I think I remember like that night I was telling you I was like oh I gotta make out with a girl now like yeah cool, you know like it sucks the breakup fucking sucked it was heartbreaking but I get to explore this side of myself and yeah. I get to fucking finally find out if and what these little inklings and feelings are yeah I downloaded tinder uh, hey. I <laughs> I sent it to both you know to everyone or whatever it was um and like hinge and bumble as well and I was like swiping through and I was like yeah uh there's a lot of hot people um <laughs> and they're not all just men like I'm attracted to a lot of people so that was like just kind of mind-blowing and I was like oh gosh what does this mean and so I went online and I found you know like queer youtubers and instagrammers etc and I was just like watching their videos and I've watched so many coming out videos and I related to a lot of them and I was just like okay yeah cool um I guess I'm a part of that community like I I always like believed in, in LGBTQ rights and stuff I, I was just like wait like am I like is that am I, are we a thing now like is, <laughs> yeah. this, is this big like what and so I was kind of trying to wrap my mind around that for a while and I um experimented like crazy for a good 
year, year and a half or something. And I just like really figured it out. I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is a thing. Like I, I finally felt like this part of me that had always been hiding was like unlocked and Aww. yeah, it, like I didn't even know it was hiding because I thought I was straight and I thought I was just like, whatever. And I am bi, like I am totally fine with dating a man. I totally fine with dating a girl. I'm totally fine with dating a non-binary person with anyone. I just have to like them. Hmm. But I just all of a sudden was trying to wrap my mind around the idea of like, oh shit, wait, I could like, I could end up dating anyone. Like I, how would I even introduce them to my family? And like, luckily, like my family, I knew they wouldn't care, but I was still just like, oh, I have to tell people, don't I? Like, (laughs) oh, that's, that's, oh, that's an unanticipated part of this process um and so I remember I was dropping hints for years I quoted this song lesbian seagull in in like a post where I'm like posing on the beach and like obviously no one got the hint but I was dropping them for so long and then again I um I cut my hair to this length and then I cut it again I dyed it white and that was kind of me being like we're gonna finally embrace this masculine kind of side of your personality and we're going to embrace not even the masculine side but just more of the side that I'd never let out before and never like addressed I yeah I really experimented with that and then um I actually ended up making a TikTok account at the end of 2019 I think at this point like a couple people knew I told like some of my friends like my mom and uh I made a TikTok account so I could follow people that I was too scared to follow on my real Instagram because I was like scared (laughs) that people someone would like go in and see who I was following and figure it out even though like uh, it doesn't matter but I was still just like was not ready yeah and uh (laughs) and so at the beginning of 2020 I just posted a video like kind of talking about how like I was trying on different outfits to like a song or whatever and it was like a masculine outfit and a feminine outfit and a masculine outfit and a feminine outfit and um (laughs) and it got like thousands of views like out of nowhere and it was like people commenting that they kind of related because I was like oh I never know what to wear like then I just kind of started posting on there about just kind of being bi and what I was struggling with and what I was thinking about and who I was attracted to at the moment and how confusing that can be trying to navigate who you're even attracted to at any given moment um and I just started posting about it and all of a sudden like people were following me and following me following me and it just like turned into something so much bigger than I thought it would be and um I yeah it it started as an outlet, but then it turned into something that gave me the confidence to like fully come out on like Instagram, which had like all the people I like know in real life on it. So that was like scary, but it was really cool because like the minute that happened, I felt so liberated and I still deal with a lot of like internalized and also externalized biphobia mm-hmm. and just kind of dealing with that. But It's really cool kind of having the confidence and knowing that I don't have to like hide that aspect of who I am anymore. Um, And I've fully wrapped my mind around it. And it's like not this thing that's just living in the back of my brain anymore. It's like out and there and it's fine. And 
yeah, it's been a little confusing because I feel like bi is just such an umbrella and it can mean so yeah. much to so many different people and it's a lot to wrap your head around. But that, I just talked for absolutely forever, but that was kind no, of my journey into realizing. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, congrats on, you know, being this more confident space, you know, when you're talking about like, how you had the courage to come out on Instagram and how liberated you feel. I'm like, yes, go Lauren. So, um, and if you're not there, if you're listening, like it's totally fine to not be there either, you know, but I'm happy for you and other people who have gotten to a place where they feel comfortable expressing themselves in that way. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess with this and cause I know we were talking about how, being bi and hi I'm I'm bi I don't think I said that <laughs> hi I'm bi, <laughs> hi, I'm bi. <laughs> hello goodbye <laughs> um, but <laughs> looking at a lot of times there's like in media sometimes there'll be like you know a bi woman who's married to a man and people be like oh well she's straight, whatever. She's, she might've been by then, but she's not by anymore. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's like saying, if you marry someone named, I don't know, what's a random, what's a random name? What's the last person you talked to? What's her name? Evan. If you I haven't talked to one, but that's just the name. <laughs> that's like saying, if you marry someone named Evan, now you're Evan sexual instead of straight or gay. Like, you know, like that's oh, basically yeah. what that's saying. <laughs> like it completely discounts you know, like that's a straight person who never sexually thinks about the other gender or other genders versus someone who has, you know, like it's just, it, I don't know. I guess that's kind of going on a tangent away from like how you identify a label. But I feel like, as you said, like there's so much um, externalized biphobia, which can lead to internalized biphobia. Yeah. And it sometimes can seem confusing, but like, I guess, you know, trying to stray away from those external factors and, and not internalize it too much, or at least recognize when it's internalized in you. Yeah. No, and I didn't even know that biphobia was a thing <laughs> until I came out as bi. <laughs> um, <laughs> or like, actually, like when I was on like Tinder and stuff, like I noticed like lesbian, like women would sometimes just like ghost me the minute they found out I was bi mm. and like into men you know and I was just like why like I what like that that they have nothing to do with you like I don't understand you know and um I also noticed that a lot of straight men are totally fine with it but <laughs> there's the problem of people fetishizing it um yeah. and so I kind of found out that it's like just coming at at you from a bunch of different angles and I never really thought about that until I kind of experienced it and was like thrown into like also on TikTok like I'll see videos where like a girl is like ah like I don't date bi people like that's gross and I'm like thanks <laughs> cool you yeah. know and um so I feel like that was that was like an interesting revelation that I didn't know I was going to have when I came out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like from, I don't know if from the outside is the right way to put it, but a lot of people like 
looking into the LGBTQ community, they'd be like, oh yeah, everyone just like is great and has is out with their identity and everyone's just having a fine and dandy old time, which for like, I'd want to say like the most part is true, you know, and there's definitely people like that, but you kind of don't realize all these like internal like disagreements and struggles. And of course, you know, like any group is going to have those, you know, and to think that it doesn't is, I guess, kind of like, I don't know if this is a word, but monolithizing the group. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But I don't think that's a word, but it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Thanks. But you know, the fact that there are these still like prejudices happening within the community, a community that's so built on anti-prejudice is just not something you think about, you know? It sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. just plain and simple, it sucks. And I, um, I think part of it is because your sexuality is so ingrained into your identity and mm-hmm. kind of who you are. And so having people tell you that it's not real or that it's like gross or whatever, it just like kind of sucks. And I think also like part of it is that um, it can be very fluid and sexuality doesn't necessarily have to be set in stone. Um, And I think that's part of the perception that I had when I thought I was straight and when I was growing up is that you realize you're lesbian and you're just lesbian um or you know you realize you're gay and you're just gay and that's what you are and i again didn't know that bi even was a thing i didn't really know that there was so much more to it um yeah. but especially being bi i feel like where it is inherently kind of a fluid identity because you know, maybe um, sometimes you're like more attracted to one gender and more less attracted to another and it kind of flip flops and that can be. Really- oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have talked. We will definitely get into that. So confusing. But I, I feel like kind of having that struggle where it's just like, oh, like, I feel straight today. Like, am I still LGBTQ? Like, what is this? You know, and like, yeah. kind of dealing with like, external influences where I know like for me like a lot of stuff I see on social media is like women are so great why would you ever want to date a man and um you know people like it and they comment on it and they're like oh that's so funny like whatever and I can recognize that that's kind of funny especially if someone Mm -hmm. leans way toward more towards women or they're just kind of getting used to that side of themselves like I know when I was trying to wrap my mind around the idea of being queer I kind of would laugh at those like jokes a little more because I was way more into women at the time but um Mm -hmm. as I kind of grew into my sexuality and my identity I was like wait that's kind of fucked up like it's really invalidating for someone to be like ew like men are gross why would you ever date a man like it if seeing jokes like that and being like no like I'm still attracted to men though like it can be very invalidating and problematic because like I men are hot like you know that's <laughs> that's just like a yeah. fact. I that's a, a fact to me you know getting people being like ew like women are so much better like you should only date those and 
you know, if you're coming out as lesbian or something like that, then I think that that kind of makes more sense. But if you're kind of realizing that you're bi, then it can like be kind of hurtful and invalidating to get like that message of like, ew, if you date a man, that's gross. And then you're not part of the community and all that. And like, that's purely speaking on my experience as like someone who is female and deals with that. But I'm sure for bi, like, dudes it's like an entirely I that's super hard as well I can't speak on that but that's just like from me like what I notice yeah yeah (laughs) definitely that actually reminds me of this study that I did not I did I (laughs) I'm a researcher guys I'm an LGBTQ plus researcher um a study I found it was a survey um asking older LGBTQ plus individuals, the difference between how they identified before they were 18 versus now, I guess at the time that they did the study, overwhelmingly, like the biggest jumps, like, okay, the, the main jump was, you know, before they were 18, most of them identified as heterosexual or you know a lot of them identified as as heterosexual as straight and that went way down because this was you know a group of lgbtq plus individuals is who they were interviewing but it went down from before 18 54 percent of respondents identified as straight and that went down to four percent at the time of interviewing that's obviously like a huge decrease. uh, And, but some people might be like, oh, well, why is that not 0%? And I think that might be because, you know, people who are maybe trans or something, and they still identify as straight, just maybe a different gender than what they were born with. That's, (laughs) that's what I think is, is what would make up that 4%. But anyway, so, so that's a, you know, big jump and that's fairly obvious. But what, what I found super interesting was, the other biggest jump was the increase in people identifying as queer. And so, you know, this is people identifying as gay, straight, lesbian, bi, you know, those things. But queer jumped from 5% of people identified as queer before 18. And then at the time of interviewing, 44% identified as queer. And that was the highest jump the biggest change and I thought that was especially interesting because queer is more as you said with bisexuality it's a more kind of fluid identity I guess I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it but it's rather than just being I you know attracted to one specific gender or having a specific kind of identity like queer is meant to kind of encompass you know, a wider range of things and to be a more vague identity. And it kind of is more like, like what one person identifies as queer could be different to another's identification of queer, you know, um, in terms of like what that means to them. And so it's, so I thought that was interesting that more people identified as that. And then um, the orientation that people identified with the most in that survey was bi slash pan. That was one option together, not bi or pan, just bi slash pan. So maybe if it was split up, those would have, you know, been lower numbers, but that started at 34%. So 
Before 18, 34% of people identified as BIPAN. And then at the time of interviewing, so when they're older, that went up to 52%. So that was the highest identification. And same thing, well, maybe not same thing as, as queer, but it still is more fluid, a more fluid kind of identity. And then other identities like asexual, gay, and lesbian, those also went up as people, you know, grew up and realized that they weren't straight or that, you know, just learning more about themselves. But so all of those went up, but only by a little bit. So for example, with asexual identity, um, before 18, roughly 3% identified as sexual as asexual. And then at the time, roughly 10% identified as, as asexual. So that was a jump, but it wasn't a huge jump. Yeah. Same with, sense. yeah. Yeah. And same with uh, identifying as gay, before age 18, roughly 16% identified as gay. Afterwards, roughly 23 or 22%, round down, 22.47% identified as gay. And then with lesbian, before roughly 8% identified as lesbian. And then afterwards, roughly 11%. So th these numbers still went up, but not by that much. The biggest jumps and the biggest representation were in queer, bi, and pan. And so it almost kind of goes to show that as people got older, they realized that their sexuality and their sexual orientation was more encompassing, I guess, than they had previously thought. Yeah. And not that it has to be that way. Like obviously straight, gay, lesbian, like those still exist too, but it, it was just interesting to, to see that. Yeah, no, that that is interesting. And I, I think it is important to remember that for some people, like it is not fluid, like, you realize you're lesbian, and that's just all you want. And that is like, completely valid. But yeah, it is kind of interesting realizing like how many people also had the same like, oh, shit, like, I'm not, I'm just kind of I'm fine with whatever. Like, this is yeah. like, a thing like people are just kind of hot. And it's, whatever or people like no one's hot and that's fine too and I I think um the fact that people kind of grow up and um maybe they thought they were straight and it just took meeting that that one person and just you're kind of like oh wait like oh that's they're hot too like I guess I'm something now like yeah. or like me growing up I was always just kind of like I don't think I'm totally straight, but like I'm straight because that's like what I'm just going to label myself as because that's whatever yeah. it is. And we're just not going to unpack things. But then kind of realizing that your label can be a little more convoluted than that and it can include more than that. It can be fluid and kind of taking that pressure off of yourself to define yourself as, oh, I am this and this is what I want and this is who I'm looking for. Instead, it's more of just like, oh, I'm open to things. And I think mm -hmm. that um, having that queer or questioning um, like umbrella label for I'm not straight. I am something else. I maybe know, I maybe don't, but I'm just going to identify as something under this general umbrella. I think it's mm -hmm. nice to have that because it takes the pressure off to choose or to kind of have to back yourself up and be like oh no like 
I don't know, like, like, oh, I did date a guy, but I'm more into girls. Look, see, I'm dating a girl now. And then you break up and then you're dating a guy again. And like, people might find that confusing or you might just not know how to describe that. And so having that umbrella kind of helps to explain that. Um, and I think that it's, it's cool that as people grow up, um, there are more people kind of realizing like, oh, hey, I'm not totally straight. I'm something. And like, it's, it's nice having that, that freedom almost to not like have to confine yourself to anything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I loved what, like what you're saying about um, not feeling pressure to like identify a certain way or like back up your claim of like, like almost like you're like writing an essay or something about your sexuality. <laughs> like, see, I have to defend what it is to the world. But yeah, and kind of going back to that, that idea of labeling kind of shows that like it's okay to change your labels as you learn more about yourself. And also you don't have to share your label with the world if you don't want to, like it's your relationship with yourself. And so you can share however much of that as you want to or not want to, you know, and you learn more about yourself, you change, you grow and it's, you know, it's not labels don't have to be static. Yeah. Exactly. And that actually reminds me, um, like in that study, you were talking about how some of the people like stayed being straight, they could have potentially been trans people who just kind of like, became straight, um, once they fully started identifying as um, the gender they were. But I think also part of it might be is that some people maybe didn't feel totally safe identifying as like gay or queer or whatever and so maybe they still identify and call themselves straight even though they know they're not Hmm. you know it's like like in the back of my head like I know um like I'm a man who's attracted to men but I'm just gonna stay identifying as straight because um maybe it's like safer or they're just don't want to like unpack that or they just don't really like see a need to come out and choose a label um and so Mm -hmm. I I think that that's kind of interesting too is that labels you know you don't have to like label yourself and um like coming out can be a lot for people and so I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of symbolic of the fact that everyone's kind of on a journey you know and um maybe it's like sad and they're suppressing it which sucks or maybe it's kind of like when I was dating a guy and I was like oh yeah I'm probably something but like I'm the guy who I love and I don't really feel the need to unpack that so I'm just gonna be straight still even though in the back of my head I kind of know like I'm probably not like I don't I don't care about that right now you know and so I think it's kind of interesting that aspect of it too yeah that was a little bit of tangent but what you were saying kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, definitely. As you said, it's it can be a journey. And maybe that's a journey where, you know, I think every LGBTQ plus person, even if they identify as, you know, strictly gay or strictly lesbian or strictly whatever, and that's what they realize that they've known all their life, and then that's their truth and that remains their truth. Like I think everyone has been on a journey, like even for those people. And once again, like maybe that this isn't correct because I'm not one of those people, but it seems like they had to go through this journey of accepting themselves in a world that didn't. And then they came to 
you know, fully accept their truth that they've known or maybe didn't know. And then they, you know, feel like they're in a much better place. But I think most people, it is a journey uh, to some degree and that may look different for different people. I'm sure it does look different for different people, but I I think that's a a great way of describing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And I think one of the things you said too, um, just now about kind of like your past and like your journey, like doesn't necessarily define you. Like if maybe like you're a girl who dated a man and then later on in life realized that you were lesbian like you're still totally valid. And um, I think also being bi, like maybe people will be like, oh, like, have you ever actually tested that out though? Like, have you ever actually explored that? Like, how do you actually know you're bi and not just straight and like making it up or whatever? Or, um, you know, if like you're asexual, it's like, oh, but you've had sex in the past. Like, how did that work if you're asexual? And it's like, nobody owes anyone an explanation. And it's, someone's own journey and maybe they they had to go through something to realize something or mm-hmm. you know it was an integral part of them realizing like oh yeah I, I don't like this um and you know there's a lot of trauma and stuff that can also happen along with that and so I think that there's kind of like a pressure to almost like prove your sexuality and like yeah, it, there's definitely. some need to be it's like <laughs> you know and that's fucking fine and like it it can change and whatever but it's just how someone identifies, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's your own business and how much of you share that yeah. is whatever you want. And that actually reminded me when you were saying about like, oh, well, like, how do you know if you've never tried this? Like, I remember back when I was 13 and, you know, this was back when like, you know, gay marriage still wasn't legal and like all this other stuff. And it's amazing to see how much the social mind the social mindset has shifted in like 10 years. But anyway, there was this guy who, you know, a straight guy, at least from what I know back then, he presented as a straight cisgender guy. I don't know about now. I, I don't, I'm not in contact with him, but he was saying like, oh, well, like how, how do people like know that they're gay? Or like, it was also a thing like, why can't they just choose not to be gay or something? And I'm like, well, when did you like choose to be attracted to girls? Like, when did you make that? When did you wake up and say, I'm going to be attracted to girls? Like, is that how it happened? You know, (laughs) which is the obvious answer is no. Um, Well, I guess once again, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I feel like for most people, it's something that just, you know, like, oh, I had a wet dream or, oh, I, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) fantasizing about this gender, you know, it's just very, but I think it is this thing of like, just knowing, you know, and that I think for me too, like I've haven't had sex with a woman. I haven't had sex with a man. I haven't had sex with anyone, but like, (laughs) I, I mean, I've kissed both, but in, but that, that's kind of not really the point, I guess. The point is that like, I kind of, I feel like I still know, you know, and experimenting will definitely help with like, proving that but like I don't it's like yeah I, I I you don't have to go through it to know but also as you said it could be a stepping stone to maybe learning that oh like ruling something out you yeah. know 
though, just because like one sexual experience with one person may be very different to another person because of Mm -hmm. how different people do things and different chemistry and all that stuff. But, you know, it can be a a learning, learning curve. And I'm just kind of rambling at this point. (laughs) One thing to kind of piggyback off of that, looking at all these different experiences and ways that people identify or can identify you know maybe they're they're not there yet as we said it's a journey but that reminds me of this other study that I uh that I conducted (laughs) that I that I found there's actually two studies that looked at how LGBTQ plus youth are identifying and one study defined LGBTQ plus youth, quote unquote, as ages 13 to 24, which I liked because uh, Lauren and I are 24. So that means that we are still young and with it, apparently. (laughs) But um, anyway, so these youth are identifying less as gay, lesbian, and bisexual. Not saying that they aren't. Like, there's obviously a lot of people who still are. Like, hello, me and Lauren, bisexual. But more people are identifying compared to before as these kind of newer or less understood terms like pansexual, asexual. And so that really is kind of, I guess, on the rise. That that sounds like a weird way to say like these sexualities are on the rise. But <laughs> I think it's kind of natural as we learn more about these more people are identifying as them and as i said these um people who are older lgbtq plus people they're identifying more as queer and bi and pan and these more all-encompassing terms and so uh specifically this one study by the trevor project was looking at this was the one where youth was defined as 13 to 24 they had over 34,000 respondents And they asked people, you know, they asked a bunch of things, but one of the things was, you know, what do you identify as? And there was a write-in option, you know, for other, if they didn't include something and they got, this was for both sexual orientation and gender identity. And for each one, they got over a hundred like different write-in responses. So a hundred different sexual, sexual orientations, a hundred different gender identities. And a lot of them were at least in terms of um in terms of sexual orientation a lot of them were differenti- differentiating between romantic and sexual attraction so wow. you know bi romantic homosexual or hetero romantic bisexual or queer gray sexual you know and so people were doing that more some of the gender identities were a gender non-binary or female gender flux or <laughs> gender apathetic, you know? And, and so it's kind of this idea that we're starting to find more um, specific ways to label the nuances of our sexuality and gender identities. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was super interesting because it's like, yes, late lay, lesbian, gay, and bisexual are all very valid. And a lot of people identify as that, but it isn't like that, that isn't the only narrative and the only story out there. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's super interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think the point about splitting up romantic and sexual attraction is such an important one because like, again, growing up, I had no fucking idea that that was possible. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't know that, that those could be separate. And I think that as people are realizing that and as younger people are realizing that they're able to more effectively describe what they are um, and how they feel and who they're attracted to, but also feel like they find a label that doesn't feel constricting um, or that mm. doesn't feel like it's not totally correct. Um, and yeah. I love that um, because like, I remember when I came out to buy as buy to someone, they were like, Oh, so you like boys and girls. And I was like, Oh, well I could like anyone. Like I could like, a man I could like a woman I could like a non-binary person I literally just have to like them and that's the first step like I don't care yeah and they were like oh no but you're bi like that means two like that means <laughs> that means you only like men and women and I was like no like it is my identity and I put a lot of fucking time into figuring this out so like take it and run with it you know but I think that um for people having these labels that are a little more encompassing and feel more maybe accurate is so important. And um, yeah, again, bisexuality and pansexuality are very similar. Um, and the experiences can be a little different. Like some people think that bisexuality, there's like an issue where one of them is like transphobic because um, it doesn't include all of them. But bi literally just means that you're attracted to two genders. It doesn't mean that you're attracted to men and women. It just means you're attracted to two plus genders. And um, that definition, I'm doing such a bad job of explaining this, but that, de <laughs> that definition was changed to reflect the fact that there are so many more convoluted and specific and just different genders coming to light and different gender identities. And so I think that the the fact that even like the definition of it changed to reflect that um, of bisexuality. And yeah, I did a horrible job of explaining that. No, but. you're good. Hello, it's me, Zarina. So after playing it back and looking at what we said, Lauren and I just wanted to clarify a few things about what we just said. There's this common misconception that bisexual means you're attracted to men and women, and pansexual means you're attracted to men, women, and trans people. And the idea is that instead of bisexuality being transphobic or pansexuality being transphobic, that idea is transphobic because trans people are their gender. So lesbians are attracted to women and that includes trans women and gay men are attracted to men and that includes trans men trans people and non-binary people are included in these sexualities and if someone doesn't date trans people then that is specific to them, that individual, and not necessarily the sexuality as a whole. So the main difference between bi and pan, bi is attraction to two or more genders, whereas 
pansexuality is attraction regardless of gender. So from our understanding and what we've heard, and we talk about this a little more later, it's kind of like for pansexual people, there's still that sexual attraction, but gender just doesn't play a big role in that, which is kind of one of the deciding factors of why Lauren and I Uh, identify as bisexual rather than pansexual because in our attraction to men and women, gender does play a role in that. And in pansexuality, it seems like it doesn't play as big of a role. And, you know, this, this is just our understanding based off of what we've heard. But once again, we don't identify as pansexual, so we can't fully speak on that, but that is based on our current understanding. So yeah, just wanted to clarify that. And back to our conversation. I think that the fact that there are so many ways now that people can describe themselves and even find a label that fits um, and meet other people using that label, like maybe you know, you just realized you're asexual, um, but you're also homo romantic. You can find other people who are like that now because you have a label. And so it, it finding a label and finding maybe other people or finding something that exists that validates how you feel can be so liberating and just feel so good knowing that like you're not alone in your experience or you're not making it up and it's real and it it happens like it's a thing and I think that it's so cool that people are now having the tools to be able to describe themselves and effectively um find something to uh that explains how they feel but yeah that I don't know if that made sense but yeah yeah no I think it's you know it's kind of like the good and bad of labeling and labels like on one side it maybe can be a little too constricting for how you feel and can put you in a box that you don't quite feel comfortable being put into you know that you don't fully identify with but at the same time it can be super liberating which are you know two opposite things you know and be super liberating and connect you to like-minded people or not like-minded but you know people who have similar like identity and sexualities and you can better, you know, you can find a little bit of a community and a tribe and better understand yourself by talking to these people. And so it's kind of, you know, like many things, labeling is, can be complicated and it's, it's uh, not messy, but a a convoluted topic, not convoluted, but you know, it's a multidimensional thing. Um, and also what you were saying about pi, pie, <laughs> about pie, 3.14, have some, <laughs> eat some pie. What you were saying about bi versus pan, something that I've heard, which like, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong. I've heard that, that bi is more, as you said, like attraction to multiple genders, whereas pan is, is more about the person's personality yeah. being oh. like taking the forefront. So a per, a person's I say that weird. A person's personality is the main driving factor of attraction. And that personality is still important as I think with any attraction, like when you're looking for at least a a partner, like a lifelong partner, not like a hookup (laughs) personality is important, (laughs) but it's, it's that person, 
the personality aspect isn't like though 100% in the picture main driving force like it's just another factor and and how much of a role it plays is dependent on the person but that that's kind of what I've kind of heard of as the distinction and so I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that I guess yeah no that's a good way of explaining it um and I think also with like by it's like the reason that I because I was I was trying to decide if I was bi or pan I thought I was pan back in college for a while um I think I kind of realized that I feel slightly different types of attraction to people of different gender um identities and so I am attracted to their gender as well as them as a person. Um, And then I feel like with Pan, it's more of, as you said, the um, personality and who they are takes the forefront. But for me, it's like, oh, you know, I can be attracted to um, like a man and find that masculine energy and their masculinity attractive and then also their personality. Um, And also like with... um, you know, someone who maybe is like non-binary like that, I take that into account um, in attraction and that um, kind of forms part of the attraction. And that's, I feel like that, it is an interesting, but very um, like small distinction and might uh, vary from person to person, but it is, um, yeah, it is interesting. I feel like. Yeah. I, I, I'm really glad I, I asked you that because that was such a cool, like, explanation that you gave of how the attraction is different and how it does you know play a factor like with you know as you said like being attracted to a person and the personality and their looks but also that maybe more masculine energy that they give off you know it it plays a, a, a role in that attraction and that kind of reminds me of you know what you're talking about of the attraction to different genders feeling different and we've kind of hinted at ratios changing and so I thought this might be a nice place to talk about ratios and that switch (laughs) because I know for me like it's been more of like what I've called phases and one reason why I hesitated on labeling myself as bisexual was for so long was because I didn't feel like it was always this 50 50 and I thought that's how it's supposed to be And it's more like, oh, I go through phases where I feel that attraction to women more strongly and then it ebbs or flows away because maybe I meet a guy who I'm really interested in or something else happens. But it's been kind of this more like wave type of thing rather than a straight line, (laughs) straight. Uh, (laughs) But um, And I actually was asking you like a week ago, I recently... I don't know. I guess I was kind of found myself being stuck on a guy from my past. And I was just kind of like, oh, like, okay, I, I, I closed the door on, uh, you know, or he closed the door on a romantic, you know, situation, partner, whatever situation. And I need to flip my switch because right now I'm <laughs> in this, like this, 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 phase of being attracted to men and liking men and I think it's because of this guy you know because I yeah a lot of times if I like someone I get pulled towards being attracted to their gender and so I'm like Lauren like 
how do I consciously flip my switch? Because before it's just been something that happens to me. Like I need to flip my switch. And so, yeah. And so I just, I I think that's interesting. So, so let's, let's chat about that. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And know that not everyone experiences because I have gotten some mean comments on videos I've made about this, but a lot of people relate and I, it's cool finding out that you're not the only one. I feel like when yeah. I realized it, I was like, thank God. Because like, I, that's part of why, as you said, I, I really, I was like, wait, but like, sometimes I'm just straight. And that's like default that society gave me. So that's what I'm going to go by. Because like, sometimes I'm just into men and that's it. And like, it's, it's so, like, I remember in middle school one time, I had a, <laughs> I had a giant crush on this girl. Um, and my friends were like, oh, who do you have a crush on? And so I gave them the name of this like random boy who was like in my class. Um, and I would like tell stories about like the girl, but like make it sound like it was the boy because like, I was like, oh, I'm straight. Like, I'm so straight, God, (laughs) bitch. Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) that's like hilarious and heartbreaking at the same time. I literally wrote her name on like the wall in my closet like so creepy but I had such a big crush and like I was like oh yeah this boy is so hot they were like oh I saw you talking to that boy and I was like oh yeah that's right we did I love him (laughs) he's so hot like just complete oh my god it was closeted like just literally and metaphorically it was so much but um anyway tangent but that was my first experience with the bicycle whatever the bicycle yeah it never like it never made sense to me and I always like really struggled with that because I thought it was just like oh you like men and you like women and that is bisexuality it was 50 50 and if you're not that then you're not bi and you're probably just straight and making it up or like whatever and fucking I don't even know and realizing that I was not the only one made things make so much more fucking sense because like for me like it yeah when I like someone I tend to swing towards that gender but when I was like trying to like date a ton of people and like explore and being like when I was single outside of the pandemic let's say yeah I was like (laughs) going to bars and shit um I would find myself just kind of leaving my house and be like, all right, we'll see. We'll see who talks to me. Like, this is what's going to happen. And sometimes I would go out looking to meet, um, like, a a woman or something. And I would be wearing more masculine clothing because that's how I dress when I'm trying to pick up girls. And I don't know why. it's I, It gives me a confidence. I don't fucking know. Um, hitting on girls is so scary. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I'd still sometimes like I'd be wearing like a collared shirt I had my super short hair and then a guy would come up and start talking to me and I'd be like why like (laughs) how are you getting straight vibes from me but then I'd be like okay no like you're bi like you are but right now you're only into girls and so it's just fucking confusing because like now this dude's talking to you and I don't know what to do because maybe in two weeks I would have thought he was cute but like right now like stop (laughs) no you know very confusing um and I remember there was this one time where I I was feeling lonely (laughs) and so I go on hinge and um I was like really into men at the time um that night 
and I that had night, been specifically yeah. <laughs> I kind of I kind of had been more into men but like that night I was like I need a man and so I fucking messaged like 30 people like until it stopped letting me message people um I sent so many people messages be like hey hottie like hey handsome like what the <laughs> fuck is that bro like I, I didn't send any of those messages um <laughs> but I sent a bunch of dudes messages and then I woke up the next morning and looked in the mirror and I was like I want to wear suspenders and a collared shirt and I titties like you know what the <laughs> fuck like I just woke up and I was like I uh, I'm in the girls now what the hell and my phone I wake up and it's just <laughs> yeah. up with notifications from all these messages I sent and like I was just like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Cause like these guys were, some of them were super cute, but I'm just not fucking into you right now. So confusing. Um, and that happened vice versa with guys and girls and all of it. But yeah, it's so wild. Like just kind of like feeling your own brain make that switch. And you're just like, oh, well, I guess I'm, <laughs> guess I'm into this now. And, um, but still like, and it's, it's often, it's just the way you're leaning. Like, I've had times where I'm fully one way or the other, and I'm kind of only thinking about that. But in the back of my mind, I'm always like, yeah, I know it is. I'm bi. Like, it's fluid. Like, if the right fucking person comes along, they could flip-flop this. Or, like, yeah. you know, even if it's, like, 99% right now, if I meet a 1%, then I'm into them because I'm into a person, and I'm can I have the capacity to be attracted to any gender and so if someone comes along that I'm attracted to even though I'm swinging one way more right now that doesn't matter because in the long run it's who who you know yeah unless you're like polyamorous then it's like who multiple <laughs> but like for me it's just one person that I'm always looking for um and so you can always objectively find people hot, even if you're not super into that, like gender at the time or whatever. It's kind of like, yeah, I can still recognize that. Um, and, you know, like when you're in like a relationship or something, it's like, oh, no, I, that they're still hot. Like, I can still see that, you know, like, even though I'm committed to this person who is of this gender, I can still recognize that this person of another gender is hot. Um, but also for me it is like the media has a big impact on it like mm. if I'm watching a show and there's like a really hot character of like certain gender then I will swing that way like right away like I remember I started watching um the 100 every single cast member is hot <laughs> like they're all so beautiful and I started watching it because I knew it had a lot of queer like representation and it's also just a good fucking show but then there was this, like, dude, Bellamy. Bellamy. So beautiful. So beautiful. Literally look up <laughs> that character. Ah, so hot. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I had this whole, this was last summer, and I had this whole, like, crisis where I was like, fuck. Like, I post on TikTok talking about how I'm bi and how I'm attracted to girls and, like, you know, people of other genders and whatever. But like this man in this show, I want him. I'm, I love him. Like I, oh my God. And I had this whole crisis of like, oh my God, I'm not really bi. Like what the fuck? Like I totally made it up and I'm actually just straight. And I was like, no, that is biphobia. That is internalized biphobia. You are allowed to find men attractive because they are to me because 
I can find anyone attractive. And so I kind of had this whole like internal dialogue and it kind of tied into that like switch kind of thing, like just being flipped. And you're like, oh, fuck, I I changed uh, preferences. Like, what do, I, what do I do with this now? You know, and like when you are in like talking stages with people, I don't know. It, it's just like hard to wrap your mind around. Um, like when you're talking to like multiple people and like it's just different types of energy and like it's, yeah. but it's kind of the same as dating. like if you are focusing on just one gender because it's like different people but yeah yeah that's my experience yeah okay so two things yes one what you were saying about like oh like I found this man attractive so my you know bisexual isn't valid bisexuality isn't valid I love you said like no internalized biphobia and also you identify as bi not lesbian and bi part of that is being attracted to men you know or at least for you that's what that means and so that you know is the other part of that so yes attracted to women but there's a reason why you identify as bi and not lesbian and so that's one thing and then the other thing is what you're talking about how you know we've talked about how it can switch and for me it's always been more like a month like I've never gone through a phase that's been shorter than a couple months so hearing about waking up and having the switch was totally flipped is like whoa you know <laughs> but there's this myth that bisexuality bisexuality bisexual people aren't loyal or to be trusted or aren't monogamous and as you said like when there's someone who you really like and like I said this too that pulls your sexuality in that direction. And like, just because you're bisexual, that doesn't determine whether you're monogamous or polyamorous, I guess would be the other word for that. Um, Like those are two separate exclusive things. And, you know, there can be bisexuals who are, you know, polyamorous and there can be bisexuals who are monogamous. And just because you are attracted to different genders and you that switch can flip if you're with the right person and you're in a committed relationship like if you're in a committed relationship with a bi person and they say that they're monogamous then that's you know you have to trust that and as with any straight relationship like if someone it's the same thing like if you know you're in a straight relationship and you're worried about them cheating on your gender you know versus like it's not like they're missing anything if they identify as a monogamous person because if they are in a committed relation committed exclusive relationship with you that means that they want to be doing that and that means that like what you're giving is enough for them and so yeah I just wanted to to kind of talk about that a little bit yeah no and I think that is interesting and it it opens up like a a dialogue because I think that it it really is up to the person and that relationship because a relationship that exists between two people like those two people know the most about it it's their thing and like if you agree to be monogamous and fully monogamous then like that shouldn't be an issue but I do know that there are literally just download tinder and you will see so many of these um but it is totally valid but there are a lot of like Mm -hmm. bi like couples that have a bi person in it um or maybe both of them are bi but 
you know, it'll be like a guy and a girl and they'll have like threesomes. And uh, because like maybe the girl is like bi or she's exploring her sexuality and she wants to be able to do that or... Uh, you know, like open relationships exist as well. Yeah. And I think that for some people, they do like to get that like energy out. You know, it's like, oh, like I, I've been getting dick for so long. Like I, I kind of also want some, like, you know, whatever, like to mix it up. Um, and that's totally valid. And I think that as long as like communication happens very clearly and like respectfully and whatever, you know, between both partners, between anyone they're bringing into it, like not any like deception or whatever. I think that that's totally valid too, because people maybe even though they, they are like romantically, like totally monogamous with their partner, they might still have those urges. um, Or some people are like ethically non-monogamous um and that's like absolutely valid and so i think as long as people have conversations with their partners like it should be like totally fine and just make sure you're on the same page yeah. and like for me like it's really rare for me to like someone um in that way and so when it does happen it it's like super special and um if i am with someone um i'm not going to want anyone else because like I only like one person at a time and that's just like all I want and so you know in my experience like I you know I I I hate the stereotype that bisexuals are more likely to cheat because sometimes people will have that open dialogue with their partners but like for me I'm so fucking picky and just because I can be attracted to anyone of any gender doesn't mean that I'm attracted to everyone and I feel like there's this big misconception that like bi people are just like, you know, oh, everybody is so hot. Like, oh, I, I like you and I like you. And I like, it's like, no, it's not like that for everyone. Like I'm, even when I thought I was totally straight, I was extremely picky and it just, I don't know, it's, it's person to person. And so I yeah. think that that's a totally valid part of anyone's like sexual, how they experience their sexuality as long as they communicate it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thank you for bringing that up that like, yeah, some people do have threesomes or, you know, have open relationships or other, you know, things in in their in their relationship. And that's totally fine, too, as long as there's communication and intentions, you know, uh, communicated, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) As long as there's open communication, and people are clear about their intentions, on all sides, you know, with your partner, with the person you're bringing in, that's totally fine too. But also, yeah, like the cheating thing, like it, it, it can exist where, cause I feel like a lot of people might think like, oh, like bisexual people can never be satisfied with one partner and they can. Oh yeah. Um, and so it, it's good to show both sides and just, yeah, have, have open communication with your partner, which is what a healthy relationship often is regardless of people's sexualities and identities but yeah I think that's actually um a good place to end because I think we've been talking for quite a while now (laughs) (laughs) two hours (laughs) yeah so um see I think we'll wrap up but is there any I guess lasting statement that you want to make (laughs) I guess um you are valid as fuck and your journey and any steps that you take in your journey are valid as fuck and exploring is lit and not exploring is lit and just like thinking about what you want is all lit 
and that's totally fine, <laughs> valid, and it's okay if labels change, and it's okay if you have new realizations along the way, and that's why all these extra labels exist, and um, yeah, it's it's all just exciting, and it's a part of who you are, so it's lit. I don't know Yay. why I'm saying lit so much. It's lit, it's fire, it's valid as fuck. <laughs> those are the those are the mottos. Hashtag valid as fuck. Hashtag you are valid as fuck. But yeah, so Lauren is on the social medias, as you are probably aware of by now if you listen to this episode. So Lauren, where can people find you? Yeah. Um, so you can find me on um Instagram at Lauren Van underscore. And you can find me on TikTok at Callie Her Daddy. <laughs> it's not a sex thing. It was my nickname for a long time. I can't explain it. I no shame to whatever, but I I don't know. There's a story behind it. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Um Illy All Fear Valid as fuck. <laughs> hey. And for speaking of, you know, social media and stuff. This podcast is on Instagram at the Virgin and the Bees podcast. So you can check us out there. And if you're enjoying this podcast, why not share it with a friend, a sibling, your partner, a partner, if polyamorous, um, you know, a colleague, if that's not weird, random person in line at the grocery store. Actually, don't oh, do that. Yeah. Don't creep anyone out. But <laughs> but if you're comfortable with someone and you think that they enjoy this podcast, then I'd greatly appreciate if you, you know, share it with them and spread the word. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, keep on buzzing and you're all valid as fuck.